Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theatre nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. Help us keep the dice rolling by supporting the Fantasy Fantasia podcast on Patreon by becoming a supporter, roleplay hero, or weaver of worlds on our Patreon, you will receive benefits such as Patreon-exclusive one-shots and side quests, free-to-download battle maps and world maps, and even voting power in what comes next in our campaigns. My name is Avery Melosh, and I will be your Dungeon Master for tonight's episode of Dungeons & Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. Previously in Legend of the Silver Flame. You begin walking into the room. You slowly make your way, sticking close together five feet, ten feet, fifteen feet, twenty feet, until you see these two small yellow lights of some kind ahead. (laughs) With the darkness in the room, you can't even tell how close these eyes are. They blink at you, and then they disappear. Sorry, did you say they blink? And as you look to your right, you hear the purring of a lion, and you see Velvet ride down this uh, this lion down these stairs and just emerge on the other side. Lena's like, uh, honestly, I expect this from him now. <laughs> Family again. Do you understand what this is? What we can do? We can bring your mother back. Necromancy. Oh. At the expense <laughs> of my sister. Dad, what are you <laughs> You come right back, standing next to him. You see your father covered in blood, an arrow in his side. He looks to your eyes and he tries to speak, but then blood erupts from his mouth as he coughs and he says, There's still a chance. Dad. And he grabs your face for you to be with her. What? And he turns and grabs the short sword, rips it out of Leanne, and stabs yes. it himself. Ooh. And then, for his final action, falls into the pool of water. No. Uh. His body floats for a moment and then slowly sinks into the water. This time, the water becomes so dark red that it becomes a black. The bubbling stops. So this woman turns to the group and she says, Late and final sacrifice has been made. Glebrezu shall be unleashed. And she flies out away from you guys to the center of the room. Her feet hit the ground so hard that they crack under her. And then out of her back, her back opens up. This thing starts to pull itself out from her being and it expands out of her back as her skin sags and falls to the ground and you hear her bones break and this giant demon with hawk feet and four arms steps out in front of you guys and lets out this terrible demonic roar I fucking hate necromancers (laughs) (laughs) Reginald is looking at Velvet holding the sword in his mouth and he kind of gives a sad look and he Aww. instantly disappears and the sword falls to the ground. Bye, buddy. Aww. Thanks for all the help. <laughs> so he picks up the sword and he hands it to Lena. It's a bit big for me and a bit too dark and evil. I don't really do that. It's not really my aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'll hold on to it for you, but if you, you want to ever stab someone with it one time, just let me know, okay? <laughs> oh, that could be fun. So, breakfast, anyone? So after coming back to Jumping Jack's Inn and finding Nellie fast asleep with her cultist friend Darian, the Fighter Things Club all took a much-deserved rest. You all slept most of the day and night, needing the rest from pulling an all-nighter, fighting zombies and skeletons, Lena's necromancer father, saving Lena's sister, and even fighting a demonic aberration named Glabrezu. The first to wake up early the next morning was Lena, who awoke to a letter from her sister Leanne and it read as follows. Dear Lena, I finally had the chance to reflect on the events that have transpired, not just from last night, but from the last few years. Everything with mom that I've not dealt with, and now that dad is gone and you are suddenly here again, it's a lot. I'm sorry that I chose not to meet with you after you rested. I feel as though I needed some time to actually register all these feelings for once. Of all the sadness, however, I am overjoyed to have seen you again, and I hope our paths cross soon. I've decided to travel north with Eldrin to Cladridge. We both want to see more of the world and to just start fresh. Still as criminals, but hey, gotta have a bit of fun along the way in life, right? If you're in the area, feel free to visit. Or if you need help, I will be there. Love you, sis. Leanne. You all gathered and decided to head to Losherton as quickly as possible knowing you are already days behind the cultists. You traveled a full day headed east. The land continued to slowly roll down and decline, granting you a constantly beautiful view of the ocean twinkling on the horizon. At one point along your journey, there was an event with Giriad. As he was sleeping in your cart, you noticed Giriad's brand on his face begin to softly glow. It glowed brighter and brighter until Giriad awoke suddenly, panting. As a man of few words and blunt honesty, he stated he had to depart from the group and travel to Deadwell. He received a vision from his dead father and immediately must find his spirit. With that, he hopped off and began heading toward a dense forest to the north. As a group, you agreed to meet with him after your business in Losherton was taken care of. You made camp close to the road for the night and awoke the next morning to a curious sight. You could swear that there was smoke coming from the direction of Losherton, rising like a thin wisp of darkness far off in the distance. As you continued to travel throughout the day, the smoke continued to rise, smudging the sky. You enter the land known as the Grass Prairies. Soft rolling hills of grassy crops wave at you in the gentle breeze, not with welcome, but with dismissal, like a cautious omen. As you travel through the grass plains, it becomes colder, the sun shielded by the ceiling of smoke and now hangs over what you can see as Losherton. Except it's not what you expect. 
The town, a couple miles away, seems to be in good shape. But the grassy plains quickly turn to rough, mudded terrain. You see, laid out before you was a battlefield. A recently established battlefield. The once proud standing crops are now seen to be completely trampled, flat into the earth, portions of which are on fire. Large holes, ten feet in diameter, blemish the field, and bodies lie motionless in disarray. All halflings. The main road you've been traveling seems to cut this battlefield in half, and on both sides, about 300 feet away from the road, are small hills, blocking sight of what is on the other side. What would you like to do? Velvet looks around and goes, more like Grosherton, right guys? Yeah? <laughs> Sai looks over at Velvet and kind of shakes his head. No. <laughs> no, you, you're right. Too soon. Too soon. Maybe after we're done here. But Bree yeah, just kind soon. of Dear. gives him a look and telepathically says to Velvet, "I'm from this area. Remember?" Oh, that was insensitive. <laughs> he says, and <laughs> Darian crosses his arms. And he's like, "Yeah, Velvet, it was." And he stands next to Bree. Uh, Lena says, uh, did we, so we, sorry, did we stop the cart? Uh, yeah, for a moment. You're kind of just surveying the area before you. Is there a, a dead halfling nearby? Is there any dead bodies nearby? I'm assuming there's quite a few. Yeah, there's not like a huge pileup of them, but there are bodies around. Um, would you like to go check them yeah, out? Yeah, Lena hops off the cart and says, I'm going to take a quick look. And she gets up and starts heading towards one of the bodies. And she just wants to just survey that in the area to see if she can get a glimpse of who was attacking them. Avery, am I still riding Aria, the the other horse that we had? Yeah, if you'd like to be. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, oh, he definitely needs his own horse. He's got a lot of stuff. Because that, that's your tiny pony. Is yeah, right? yeah, it's, yeah. My, it's, it's my <laughs> tiny pony that I found. So I think as they go over, um, I'm going to gallop towards Lena as well. Come on, Aria. And Sai and Bree. Sai says to Lena, do you need some help? I'm just taking a look. I'm not going to, don't worry, I'm going to knock anybody out and make them lose their memories. <laughs> make sure the cart is safe. I don't trust this place. <laughs> uh, good idea. Uh, Bree, do you want to stay here or do you want me to stay here? Bree. Oh, we're already there. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> we're... Okay, then. <laughs> we found I did, a body. I figured she didn't, she didn't go far. I don't think she went far. Yeah. You know what? I just, like, galloped <laughs> right after It's not, it's not too far. Yeah. yeah. So you guys, uh, we'll say um, Lena and Velvet, uh, Lena walking, Velvet trotting. You go walk about 30 feet over to your right, and you approach the first halfling body. You see that he's wearing light armor. It's a padded armor, but on the armor, you immediately notice there's a painted symbol. It's blue, and it kind of looks like a crude drawing of an eagle, but it kind of has a weird back end. Oh, okay. Kind of more like a horse. It's got a booty. <laughs> I, I don't recognize this, but uh, must be someone they worship. Hmm. What's in his pockets? <laughs> Lena smiles and then <laughs> goes down to check. <laughs> and Sai yells uh, from the cart, What did you find? Nothing yet. So you look into his pockets <laughs> and you honestly feel grains of rice. <laughs> Lena holds it up in her hand up to Velvet and says, Well, nothing much. Velvet takes the gra like a grain of rice and bites it. Does it taste like rice? 
Yeah, it's cooked too. Oh, which kind of <laughs> makes you raise an eyebrow. He has cooked rice in his pocket. First velvet goes. <laughs> first velvet goes. Mmm, basmati, and then chews <laughs> it a little bit. <laughs> my favorite rice, but weird. Do we it's see cooked any, rice? Do we see any like weapons, Avery, or how are they hurt to kind of get an idea of like who is attacking them? If it was humans or an animal, or there what? are weapons around. Mainly his weapon. He has a pole arm. Um, I'll have you roll medicine for me to assess his wounds. Oh, goody. I, as she's doing this, I yell back at Sai, The bird has a booty! I'm 11. Excuse me? What? (laughs) (laughs) And Sai hops down off the cart and starts walking over, (laughs) because... What? (laughs) Gotta figure out what this bird... And this this bird having a booty is. Yeah, are Malik... Are Malik and Nelly with us, too? Malik stayed back in Plunberg, and Nellie's going to be staying with him. Okay. Oh, okay, so at least they're together. <laughs> yeah. She decided that since mom's not around and her dad's in trouble, that she needs to step up and kind of take care of him for a bit. Aww. What a mature child. Even though he child. doesn't remember her? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, is his whole brain damage thing any better or no? <laughs> no, he doesn't remember her. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, opportunity to... to oh. you know, no, that's again. fair, though, Lena. You ruined a family, and then your family got ruined. That's karma. <laughs> Lena punches him in the arm. Ow. <laughs> this is definitely a flashback as we were leaving the town. Ow. <laughs> so, Lena, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got an 11 for the medicine Yeah, Yeah. He has a pretty big gash across his leg. It goes about halfway through. It's hard to tell whether... You think it could only have either been done by a great axe or something else. Well, looks like I attacked this guy with a wound on his leg. It was a pretty big weapon or something different, but it could be an axe. Can I... Can I roll investigation to see how how old the bodies are? Like, if how the smell is and the look totally. of the decay? Okay. Yeah. Um, he's a makeup artist, so I figure that that would also kind of play into that. Uh, it'd just be investigation? Yep. Okay. <laughs> he's a makeup artist? Well, yeah, because he has a disguise kit, so he has to, he has oh. to do his makeup. <laughs> okay. uh, that's a 15. These bodies are from today. Oh. They're very fresh. Oh, wow. The blood is mm. fresh. Yeah, he kind of gives, like, a big whiff. <laughs> Oh yeah! And in fact, <laughs> oh, that's fresh. As you're looking and you give it that smell, he's it's there's a strange sort of he smells like an animal. Ooh. Is the best way I can describe it. Smells wild. Is 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 Sai over there yet? Yes. Okay. So um, so Sai says to them, "Oh, look at all of this! I'm so sorry, friend." And he kind of like says this to the the dead halfling. Um, what did you find? And we, we relay everything. <laughs> okay. And uh, so I see the um, the blue insignia of the, the eagle with the horse's rear end. And can I do um, a check to see if I recognize the symbol? Yes. Roll nature. Nature. Okay. Uh, that would be a 15. You know this animal is a hippogriff. Hippogriff. Aww. Like Buckbeak. <laughs> There's another body, as you're looking, Sai, as well, that's not too far off from where you're at. It's close to one of the giant holes in the ground, and you notice there's paint on his shield, but it looks different than this one. <gasps> there's a shield? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my That's the only part she took from that sentence. I know. <laughs> I was literally going to ask if there was a shield that Lena could use. Yeah, you, you just bought one. Yes. <laughs> so your, your normal weapon's a great axe, right? Yeah, and it does say I can carry a shield as long as I'm unarmored and it won't affect the unarmored defense that I have, so... But a uh, great a uh, great axe is a uh, two-handed weapon. I'm pretty sure. Oh well, great. <laughs> <laughs> Lame axe. So like you can use a shield, but I think you would just have to use a hand axe. Oh, can I take it so I have the option? Yeah, of course. <laughs> great. And um, what's on the shield again? Is it you said it was paint or something? Yeah, it's uh, paint again, but it stands out because it's a different color. You you approach and you notice that this one on his shield, uh, Lena, I assume you follow as well with size since you're mm-hmm. going after it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you notice that it has this painting on the shield of this sort of insect-like creature with multiple legs and these big pincers. Oh. And do I recognize what the... Should I roll another nature check again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's a 24. 24, okay. Mm-hmm. So you know this animal as... An ankeg. What? Okay. It's uh, it's spelled A N K H E G. So an ankeg is this sort of larger monstrosity, and uh, you know them to be burrowers. So you connect the dot that the giant holes in the ground are from these large creatures called ankegs. Okay. Interesting. Lena, Lena picks up the shield and goes, "Nice," and slings it across her back. <laughs> <laughs> Velvet trots over and goes, ah, another insignia. Oh, dear. And he looks around and he goes, I have written a lot of songs about clashing houses, two houses, one fantasy, Romeus and Julieta. I've really, I've really done, I know this, guys. A lot of people die. It really fucks up towns. It's like a plague. As you guys continue to look around, you notice that those are the only two symbols. So you kind of determine okay. that there's two sides here. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Bree, you're sitting there with Darian. And he's kind of just laying back with his arms behind his head and he's looking up at the sky. But then he kind of, his eyes squint and his brow furrows for a moment and he kind of points to the sky. He says, Bree, what is that? Mm, I'm going to take a look and see if I can notice anything. So you look up and you see that there are, it almost looks like birds from where you're at. There's about four or five of them, but they seem to have longer legs and they're kind of circling up above you guys and slowly coming closer down. Uh-oh. Bree telepathically says to Darian, those do not look like normal animals around here. I should let the others know. And then she leans out of the uh, wagon and for the first time she is the loudest she has ever been <laughs> and as close to a yell as she can get she yells to them um that there's something in the sky and to get back to the wagon as fast as they can oh shit okay uh velvet literally just turns back and uh pulls out his rapier and just goes all right aria let's go baby and just gives her a little mm, and just charges right down towards the cart so I need everyone to roll perception for me. Oh, here we go. Oh, God, these rolls. Come on. S- 16. 13. 25. 25 for you, Sai? Yes. It's an 18 for me. An 18. 
So, Lita, you were the only one who really got below a 15. <laughs> yep. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So, you begin riding back, Velvet, and you're speeding along on Aria. You and Bree, you start to hear slowly crescendoing above, uh, over each of the hills on the far sides of this battlefield, yelling. The yelling echoes through the air until suddenly over each hill, you start to see armies, like a bunch of halflings just start to climb over, running toward the center, like weapons raised in the air and the yelling gets louder and louder and louder. <laughs> Sai, standing by the hole, you start to feel the ground shake a little bit beneath your feet and your attention gets drawn to this hole and you feel like something is about to pop out. Oh, great. Oh so, no. Sai grabs Lena and pulls her towards the cart. And as you go to grab her in that very moment, oh, no. suddenly the sky, the dark smoke clouds turn a dirty orange as fire arrows fly in from the north over your head toward the southern army as each side gets closer. The creatures in the sky from the south, they begin swooping down toward the army from the north. And you can see clearly now the flying creatures are the hippogriffs. They they have the front of an eagle and the back of a horse and its head is this strange hybrid of the two. And on top of these hippogriffs are halflings riding them. Yes. Wow. Out of the hole from b behind you guys, since you brought it to Alina's attention side, one of the ankegs, one of these giant insect monsters, burrows out of the ground, explodes out, and you see a halfling is riding that too. And I need both of you to make dexterity saving throws with advantage for me. With advantage? Okay. I also have advantage with danger sense if I can see it, but... Oh, I don't guess I don't see it. Well, you can, you can, can see okay. this. <laughs> um, does that mean I get to roll three times? No, Damn advantage it. is just once. Yeah. <laughs> Double advantage. Double advantage. That's a 14. That's a, that's a 15 for Sai. Okay, you guys both, this ankeg with its giant pincers goes to slam its pincers into you guys to grab you, but you both managed to jump out of the way, oh. mainly thanks to Sai, lady. He basically pulled oh. you out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> The rumbling beneath your feet grows violent and large insects begin popping out of these holes all over the battlefield. Now, some of the hippogriffs from the sky swoop down toward the people in the cart and Velvet and Bree, I need you guys to make dexterity saving throws as they bring out their eagle, their front eagle claws to slash at you. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, man. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, dear, dear. That's not good. Uh, so that is a 10. I got 10, a okay. 16. And 16. So, Bree, as one of these hippogriffs with a halfling riding it swoops down, you just manage to hit the deck under the cart, and you hear its claws rake against the side of the cart and rip off a piece of the wood, and Darian lets out this giant, very high-pitched scream and, like, tries to burrow under you. <laughs> Velvet. In this moment, the hippogriff comes down, and you're trying to control Arya to get out of the way, but Arya doesn't move in time, and you get slashed by one of the claws of this hippogriff. Oh! And you're going to be taking five slashing damage. God! I, I, I look at uh, Bree and I go, this is your fucking home? <laughs> Bree just looks at him and telepathically says, I've never seen it like this before. Avery, I pre-rolled for something. Do I have time to do it? What would you like to do? I rolled my rust bag of tricks. And I, yeah, okay. I got really lucky. I got two, which is an owl. So an owl, okay. yeah, I, 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 I pull the owl out. It has the same like hairstyle that I do. It's mostly black owl with that like white stripe. Um, oh, nice. Kim, I did say my hair was auburn last time. I led you astray. It's most definitely not <laughs> black, bl black with a white stripe, a lot like a uh, rogue or whatever from a uh, 
That's oh, right. uh, and um, I look at the owl and I point to the hippogriffs and I say, distract them, claw their eyes out, do whatever you gotta do, little buddy. And I tap him and I give him a little bit of food before he goes. Okay. So he's gonna kind of act as your protector flying around. And <laughs> cool. uh, if he ro- if I roll well enough for him, he'll impose disadvantage on any attacks by the hippogriffs made. Yes, cool. <laughs> Does it seem like there's any leader, Avery, or is it just like mass like mobs of people? At this point, the masses of people, no. Like, it's just it's just two really large groups. They clash in the middle, and you guys are found in the middle of a giant battle uh. between, <laughs> like, a shit ton of halflings. They're all, like, going viciously after each other. And you can see that they're all branded in some way with either the symbol of the hippogriff or the symbol of the ankh. Um, Lena calls to Sai and the others and says, maybe we should get out of here. This is not our fight. Maybe we should go yes. to the town and see what's happening. Free. Is there a place that we can hide? Is there a place in the town that we can we can seek shelter? We'll just pick any spot. We'll just go into anyone's house. It's fine. Yeah, um, Bree <laughs> telepathically, or no, uh, Bree verbally says to everyone, I'm not that familiar with the buildings in town, but I do know of one that is outside of town. In the Lena's forest. like, I don't care. Let's just move. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys are yelling and like avoiding attacks from people and trying to figure out what to do there are you, actually <laughs> you actually see a, a lightly armored halfling approaches you from the south with this blue hippogriff painted across his face and he shouts outsiders come this way but at the same time this muscular bearded halfling approaches you from the north <laughs> oh, no, with an no. orange insect painted on his bare chest and shouts, strangers, run this path. <laughs> this one's stronger. We should go with this one. Lena points to the We have a favorite dude. color. I like blue. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, wait, you're going with the ant dude? Uh, Carla? He just looks uh, stronger, more Lena. capable. So I don't know. Which one has a nicer beard? <laughs> Um, like which one looks better? Oh my God. For you, Velvet, the the shirtless, muscular one is intimidating. Mm. The one who's lightly armored seems a little more light on his feet. Yeah, I kind of like this one. He's more mm, nimble and perky. Bree says to them, "Why do we need to choose sides? Let's just get out of here." Ooh, yeah, team neutral. I like that. And is um are the two people are, that are trying to draw us either way? Is that like? in the direction of the town or like if we were to go with the blue guy would he take us into town or would it be you you are not sure all you know is that there are two guys who are extending a hand asking you to follow them out of the battlefield lena kind of just like puts her head down and puts her hood on and just kind of mumbles like which way and to see if theo says anything (laughs) <laughs> Theo doesn't answer. He has no time for these oh, trivial oh, matters. Lena's <laughs> like, okay, fine. <laughs> Guys, there are flaming arrows coming at my yes. hair. <laughs> another, <laughs> another whole slew of arrows flies and just lands near your cart. Holy and it's starting fuck. to go on fire. Lena turns to, every, to both of the leaders and says, we're heading towards the town. If you want to meet us there to talk, we can, but we're not staying here. <laughs> yeah, good call. We don't want any of this. Okay, and all right, so in that, you guys are just going to start heading toward the town. Well, we told them that's where we're yes. going. The one halfling with the orange insect symbol on his bare chest literally just screams, <laughs> and he takes out a javelin and oh! throws it. Oh, no! Can Lena try and catch it? But, <laughs> what? but 
No, because he throws it over <laughs> oh. you guys, oh. and it actually sinks into the chest of the other <laughs> halfling on the other oh. side, who is asking for your hand. Distracted and he goes, ah! <laughs> and he just hits Lena the deck. stops and turns and extends a hand to the one, and is like, you're a brave warrior. I will follow you. <laughs> Velvet he literally grabs her by no, as as Did Velvet's galloping. He grabs her by by the scruff uh, and pulls and follows the cart because he's like no. And he, <laughs> what are you, he's what are you doing, tiny man? <laughs> <laughs> Saving your ass, you! Cra- what the hell was that? You just follow him? What kind of sick puppy are you, man? <laughs> he looks at Lena and telepathically says to her, "What are you doing?" He seemed he a just killed a person. Warrior. He As you guys are still arguing, a hippogriff Wait, Bri, you're not swoops yet? down. Oh my god! Are we Bri, fucking go! <laughs> <laughs> Velvet's like, go! Velvet takes this position in the cart and Jesus. just starts <laughs> As you guys were arguing, a hippogriff swoops down and actually grabs that screaming half-leg and brings him into the air and flies away. Nina's like, okay, fine, I'll come. So come, you guys begin come. making your way through the battlefield. Now, I need... Okay. So you guys begin moving. Here's how this is going to work. <laughs> You're trying to follow the road as best as you can into town. Lena, you see one of the insects catch a hippogriff out of the air and rip it in two. Oh. Its halfling rider falls to the ground and just starts running away. The insect tosses the halves of the hippogriff to the sides and turns its attention towards you. It quickly creeps up to you and attempts to grab you. I need you to roll athletics for me. <laughs> oh, come on, D20. Oh my god, that's a nat 20! I did it! Yay! <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so this ant keg, it goes and launches its pincers at you, but you literally grab both of- Oh, actually, can you roll percentile? a percentage dice yeah, for me? The parameters I think we set were 15 and below for fails, and 85 and above for successes, I think. Uh, that's only a 30. 30. Okay, no worries. So, you beat his strength contest. It launches its pincers at you, and you manage to grab both of them in each hand and, like, hold them against its strength from uh, grabbing you and throw this thing back on its legs. And it just turns and goes after another As I throw it, can I grab, can I rip off one of its pincers? Just just because. You got a real good hold on it, yeah. (laughs) And it lets out this terrible screech. Its legs all move like a centipede in the air, and it just burrows underground, almost toppling your cart. (laughs) So is everybody in the cart? Not me. I'm on Aria. Okay. All right. Okay. So, as you guys continue through the battlefield, Sai, as you're sitting there, Mm -hmm. you see a halfling with a wooden staff and these yellow glowing eyes. She blasts another halfling with an eldritch blast, and that halfling hits the deck. This halfling turns to you guys in the cart and waves her staff in the air while looking at you. And Sai, you hear the sound of a bell toll suddenly and loudly in the air. I need to make a wisdom saving throw for me. All right. That's a 16. 16. Okay. So this bell, it was almost like a sound that was so loud that it was shaking the inside of your head to hurt you, but you managed to shake it off and plug your ears in time. You're okay. Nice. Can I attack back? Yeah, if you want to. All right. I'm throwing a chromatic orb at her. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody tries to attack me. Well, but you know what? That doesn't really do much because that's 11. (laughs) The chromatic orb, yeah, it's it's an attack, or do I make a save? I can't uh, no, it's a, it's an attack. An eleven, okay. Does eleven hit? 
Uh, unfortunately, no, it, it'll just miss. Gotta go whizzing by her. Okay, too bad. And it blasts into the ground. Is it like more of a fiery sort of energy? Or um, is it yeah, more well, that's right. I have energy? to specify. It's a sphere of energy that's a four inch di- diameter sphere of energy, and I can choose. Um, we'll, we'll choose. Uh, I was gonna do lightning. Lightning? Yeah. So you hear the the cracks and the sizzle of the lightning form in this orb as you blast it, but the warlock just dives out of the way as dirt blasts out of the ground where she once stood. Velvet. Yes. You're riding Arya. Yes. You see an insect to your left. <laughs> you see it rise on its backmost legs into the air, its pincers open wide, unhinging from their jaw joints, and suddenly this green liquid sprays out of its mouth into the air. It is about to rain down on you. I need you to make a deck saving throw. Oh, this is not the kind of green <laughs> rain I enjoy. Um, deck saving throw. Okay. Oh, dear. My god, man, these fucking rolls! Oh, what is my dex? Oh, that's so not good. Oh, hey! Uh, 16. 16, okay. So, I rolled for Aria as well, because it's kind of a whole area thing raining down. And Aria, you tried to get her to go, but she is too scared right now and kind of kicking onto her back legs and wasn't moving. So you made the split second decision to jump off of Aria, and this acid rains down on her. Oh, <laughs> no. So I'm just gonna roll that damage really quick. And she she takes seven acid damage. What's her health? She's still alive. Cool. Okay. Okay, so uh, is she she obviously isn't looking great, though. No, she has acid burns all over her skin, and she's kind of kicking wildly. I honestly fucking stand up, and I, like, look at this thing, and my, my, those, those, like, gold glowing eyes that I have just, like, glow even more, and I pull out my fucking leer, and I just go, you fucked with the wrong pony. And I'm gonna give a... String yeah, my nice. cord, and I'm gonna send a yield shatter right to that thing, right in its fucking face. Nice. So, um, what do I do here? It's a creature within 10 foot radius, which is close. Uh, it must make a constitution saving throw. Okay, what do I have to beat? Uh, my spell save is 13. It failed. Fucking sweet. Yes. So it takes 3d8 thunder damage. <laughs> so oh my that's god. Five, oh, nice. oh, eight, and. So it takes 14 thunder damage. 14. So this this shattering sound, there's a lot going on, you guys. Your attention's being brought left, right, you're being attacked, but all of you hear this just shatter the air around you and you see Velvet push this ant keg back and Arya's kicking around and this ant keg doesn't go down, but it burrows into the ground to get away from the magical force that you just sent at it. Uh, can Arya still ride? Yeah, she can still ride. Um... I'll need you to roll animal handling, though, to calm her down. Awesome. Okay. I run up to her and I go, hey, baby, it's okay. It's okay, sweetie. <laughs> and, uh, oh, dear. Oh, no. That's a crit fail. <gasps> oh, oh, no. no. Okay, can you roll a percentage dice for me? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. 80. 80. Okay. So, so nothing super terrible happens, but okay. you go to calm down Arya, and she's still kicking wildly. There's so many people around. She actually ends up taking off. And she just runs into a random direction and actually disappears into the fray. And you is Velvet's off his horse, or obviously he's just on the the ground, right? Yeah, I think he Lena is. hops out of the cart and just runs and just he's like she's like I'm sorry to do this and she just picks him up and just starts booking it back to the cart. 
<laughs> He's flailing his legs like, God damn it! No! No, Arya! Arya! It's too late, it's too late. Come on, we gotta go. He just gives up. Can I, as I'm going, can I give like a whistle in my fingers and, and summon my owl back to me? Yes. I can't whistle, so he. That was a I'm whistle. Put that in. And it affects after he just he whistles and yeah. uh, and uh, I, I just I just want the owl close to us. That's can all. that canonically ha- be how Velvet whistles? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you guys are you guys are making progress through this battlefield. You're almost out the other side, but finally, free. Mm. As you are traveling in the car, you see on what your side you're on, a small robed halfling with a wand create this small tornado of debris with a twirl of his wand that he shoots forward at a few other halflings. And those halflings get knocked 10 feet into the air and away from the halfling wizard. He drags his arms across his field of vision toward your direction in the cart, and this dust devil flies at you. I need you to make a strength saving throw for me. Okay. That's a 15. 15. So the force of this small tornado hits you and it tries to lift you off your feet, but you manage to clasp both of your hands down, holding onto the side of the cart, and you don't get pushed away 10 feet, but and you don't sustain any of the damage that it would have hit you with as well. So this tornado flies, goes through, and then exits the other side, and you're okay. You guys <laughs> finally make it out of the fray and heading into town. Okay, do we see any um, place that, that might be a good place to seek shelter, like a, a house or a business or something? So the interesting thing about Losherton right now is that there's just about nobody around. Okay. The town seems like a ghost town. All the buildings are empty. Their lights are snuffed. It's All you can hear is the echoes of the distant war that's happening behind you. It seems like everyone in town who lived here isn't here. So really any building is vacant, I guess we could say. (laughs) (laughs) As we're walking, Lena's trying to scout out what building might contain the shard. Like if there's one that looks more official or fortified or something like that. So as you're traveling through the town, Lena, roll perception for me. Yes. Uh, 23. 23. You guys begin walking down this main path. You past the sort of staged looking thing with the green awnings on the left and then it comes into view this giant Mm. castle the castle is off beyond this cliff where Loshitin ends and you see that there was a bridge that used to connect to the castle but the first half of it is destroyed so the castle currently stands in isolation on these giant plateau rocks that extend out of the sea it's really magnificent to look at, and you think if the shard's mm-hmm. gonna be anywhere in this place, it's gonna be within the castle mm-hmm. safe. Bill <laughs> just goes, "Don't tell me it's in the castle that we can't reach, isn't it?" We have to. We have to try. We have to try and get in and 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 make sure it's still there. I'm gonna turn around and just based off the map, Avery. There's that uh, um, windmill, that stone windmill on that that cliffs, the white cliffs of Dover here, on the uh, <laughs> uh, above near that blue house. Um, Velvet's gonna point at that and say, "It looks fortified. Let's let's park. Let's park the car. Keep everything in there. Lock it up and get out. And then we can we can figure out what's inside and then maybe find something to scale it. But it's made of stone. That's got to be better than nothing." Okay, so you guys travel north. You go past the blacksmith shop and you come across. It's actually a warehouse. It's a bit of a bigger oh, building. There you go. And the two front doors of it are closed and they're locked currently. There's just a chain with a lock on it. Lena takes out her great axe and just goes to bust the lock. 
<laughs> Darian suddenly comes from around the side of the blacksmith as you're taking out your great axe and he's panting heavily. He's like, oh, oh, thank God I found you guys. Holy crap, that was terrifying. Oh my God, I never want to be in that position again. Oh, thank God I have you guys. And he hugs you, Bree. <laughs> Velvet says, so I lost Arya, but we get to keep you. Great. Maybe right. you can just stay in this town. The gods are assholes. <laughs> Velvet says as he walks away. <laughs> Bree just kind of looks at the both of them, and then she looks at Darian, and she says, we're glad you're okay. It's okay. You could just say I. (laughs) I said we're glad. I said we're glad he's okay. Mm. I'm trying to smooth things over between what they said. You don't have to be nice to him, because he's giving you a hug, Bree. Selena, you're going to smash the lock on the warehouse? Yeah, yeah, she turns back. She's bored of that and just goes to... Uh, just make a strength roll for me. It shouldn't take much. Oh, I didn't roll very well, but that's... A, no, that's a 17. I didn't roll very well, except <laughs> you smash the lock and it instantly breaks off. You take a little bit of the door with you. It's a clean cut. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not very precise, but I get it done. <laughs> Darian looks to you guys and he says, um, Holy shit, this, this is the warehouse I was supposed to meet everybody at. Well, what a serendipitous thing. The, the other cultists, do you mean? Yeah, the plan was we were going to meet in the warehouse north of the town. Oh, dear. And drop off all the oh, stuff. Oh, 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 is there okay. stuff in it? Is there culty stuff in it now? Yes, we should probably be careful of that. I grab Darren and I push him forward. I go, you go first. It's your it's your cabin. It's your warehouse. <laughs> your people. Okay, so he, he kind of brushes his legs and takes a deep breath. And he's like, but then he turns around and he's like, what if there are people in there, though? Well, it's a good thing you're a cultist, isn't it? Yeah, Lena grabs right. him and pushes him in. <laughs> <laughs> so you push him into the doors, they fly open, he kind of one, two steps, and then like, Lena closes rolls the door to him. catch himself. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Lena! Nice! I high-five Lena. Uh, these are the people that poison Malik. I'm sorry, I know he gave Bree a hug yes. and everything, but I still don't trust yes, him. Yes, yes, I know, I know, I know, but, he, but he's starting to turn towards our side. Well, we'll see if he survives. It's a test. What do you see? He yells through the door. You hear him muffled. Hello? <laughs> what do you see? The door just opens in front of you. He peeks his head through and he says, there's nobody in here. Oh, good job. Oh, that was anticlimactic. Do we, do we believe him? Yeah, Velvet creaks it open and he's going to start to go in. <laughs> Do you believe you guys, man? Oh man, yeah. what does this guy gotta do? <laughs> do we hate this guy? Is our group punching bag? You know, it's a vital role in any group. He's oh. like the Ross of the group. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys creak open the warehouse doors, and the light pours in. And he's right; it's empty. There, there's crates that are empty, and other warehousey things around, but there's nobody living in here. They, it seems to be empty. What kind of cult stuff were you supposed to bring in here? Well, we were supposed to meet here to bring all the wine and store it for the night because we were going to bring it to the meeting that was supposed to occur the next day, but I guess there might have been a change of plans or I, I don't know, maybe we could take a look around and see. Mm, um, mm. I, I think there was probably a change of plans and he kind of points out to the battlefield raging behind <laughs> us. <laughs> Sorry. And he kind of just scratches the back of his neck. <laughs> he feels so, like so shit. So Sai's brought the card inside the warehouse by now. 
I'm yeah, assuming guys, there's enough room for it. Totally, yeah, there's plenty of room. You guys bring the cart in, uh, close the door behind you, and it's a little dark, but uh, there's some torches you could light around to illuminate the area. Okay, and I cast Prestidigitation to light some of those torches. Nice. So a bunch of torches instantly in this warehouse come alive, and you see there are a bunch of barrels around that are empty. There are a stack of crates that are labeled to be agriculture. You see there's crates of rice and other crops. Are you guys like going to take like, a detailed look around? or? Yeah. Well, okay, I mean, I'll have I'll have everybody roll perception for me. Okay. okay. Oh, I don't think Lena's looking. She's just she's just All waiting. Right. So I got a nineteen. Fourteen. So a couple of you begin exploring the warehouse, and you're having a hard time finding anything the cultists may have left behind. But on one of the barrels, Sai, it takes your attention because you remember the smells, the same sort of smell that you smelled <laughs> when you smelled the wine. <laughs> yes that Malik had in his house. It seems familiar. So you go to check out this barrel. And on the outside of the barrel, you see that there's a very small carving in the side of the barrel that is the symbol of an eye with a chain whip for the iris. Mm. Um, can I... Do I recognize it? Or can I roll to see if I recognize what it is? You do recognize the symbol. I think you've seen it Yeah, I think before. we have too. Yeah, that was the one yeah. of the cultists. Yeah, oh, the cult- yeah okay. that, oh, that right, is the symbol right, right. of the cultists. That's right. Sorry. Um, but can you roll Arcana for me? I can. Oh, that's a 25. <laughs> oh, oh, just a 25. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so, so, Sai, you're very familiar with magic. As you're checking out this symbol, you actually get the sense that there's something magical about the symbol, as if it's a sort of trigger of some kind. Oh, okay. I'm not exactly sure what the trigger may be, but... What you do know is that you've seen this symbol somewhere before. It was, um, I think it was a tattoo on one of the cultists you've seen before. They they all seem to have them. Okay, and I relay this to the rest of the party. We might want to be careful. So you mean it's a trap? Possibly. Bree looks at Darian and asks him, do you know of any magic or traps that the cultists were planning to do? Not magic, but... Do you mind if I take a look at this at this symbol? Yes, t- take a look, but don't touch. Yeah, I kind of like hold my rapier at him just in case. I'm like, hey, don't, hey, <laughs> keep don't, it don't slow, Don't your yeah. friend. He, no sudden he movements. Looks, <laughs> he looks at you, and he just, <laughs> he sighs, and he actually seems like really hurt and annoyed. Well. And he, <laughs> he walks over with his head down. Velvet whispers like really loud. Guys, I think if we're mean to him, he might betray us. So... <laughs> Maybe we should be nice. (laughs) So he takes a look at this symbol and he says, Oh, this, this is a glyph of warding. It's, it's a magical trigger. Um, And he pulls down his sleeve and you see that he has the same tattoo on his wrist as well. And it seems to be shifting a little bit on his skin. And he brings the tattoo on his wrist closer to the barrel and closer to the symbol. And the symbol in the barrel begins to glow slightly until he presses it against it. And then suddenly, with a red sort of energy and light, out of the barrel, this almost, I would say, a, the medieval version of like a hologram occur, uh, produces. It's like R2-D2. And you s- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
and you see another cultist. This one looks like scary. Like he looks like a legit cultist. He has this t tattered and ripped robe and this sinister sort of smile on his face with a scar running right down the, the bridge of his nose and across part of his cheek. And he begins to automatically speak a message. He says, to those left behind, to those who arrived late, there's been a change of plans. The queen died and they decided to have a funeral. We served the wine at the funeral, so our, our plan is still in action, and it seems that the two, the farm prairies and the grass prairies have gone to war. If you're just arriving now, meet us in the castle. We're doing our work there to get the shard. And then it disappears. What do you know about this queen? Yeah, Sai says to, to Darian. Not a whole lot. I just, I don't know. I just know what we were supposed to do. The, we were going to go to the meeting. There's something important about the meeting that she was supposed to choose the next leader of Losherton because apparently she's pretty old, like like ancient, even even for a halfling. And I guess she died before that meeting was supposed to happen. We have ourselves a succession crisis. Called it, Velvet says. Called it. <laughs> Two houses at war. Did Giant you know? insects come out of the ground and hippogriffs. This, <laughs> there is a problem with yeah. the royal family. <laughs> Clearly. It's just like my song, Two Houses, One Fantasy. If anyone's heard it, this is how it goes. So there's clearly a succession crisis. The old bat kicked it. Um, I look at uh, Bree and I go, do you remember your queen? Bree says to him, I remember hearing stories, but I never went into town. Uh, can I look around and see if I find any rope? Yeah, in, in this warehouse, it'll actually be pretty easy to find about 50 feet of rope. Hell yeah. Okay. Velvet takes all the rope and goes, uh, I guess we have to figure out a way over that bridge, huh? Yeah. I have a crazy idea. <laughs> <laughs> How crazy is crazy? I think I know what you're thinking. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. Yeah, I, I I walk out and I look at my owl and I say, come Pipsy, follow me. I've now named him Pipsy. And uh, <laughs> I want to go down to where that, that stuff, because looking at the map here, there are these kind of red posts. Yes. I'm going to tie it onto one side and I'm going to ask Pipsy if he can put the other side in his beak and wrap it around the other side. And basically we can like climb via rope over, over, oh. over it. <laughs> so this gap... Uh, I think it's more than 50 feet. That this, seems pretty This map is pretty big. Mm -hmm. I'd probably be closer to 80, maybe even 100 feet just oh. to the second set. Oh, shit. Okay, so it's a long bridge. 
Yeah, it's a long bridge. I mean, you can look for more rope. I'm sure you'd be able to find it to get the full 100. Uh, I have I have rope. I have yes! Rope. I might too. Let me we all have rope. <laughs> Hey, so do I. I. Will, will the owl be able to, to tie it on to the, the other post over there? Uh, he looks and he goes, I believe Pipsy guys probably can do it. He's got if, a beat. If there's, a, do it, if, right? if there's a post, why don't we create a loop and you can just drop the loop over the post? Oh, yes. Yes, that that's cool. Work. Yeah, okay. Ooh. I have another idea. If that doesn't work, though. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's good. I think that's good. Okay. Let's have a teamwork moment and tie rope together. Montage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, it, insert super productive, upbeat like music while you guys pull out your rope, lay it all on a table, begin tying it. Darian's just kind of sitting we, like, on the ground. Together, you know. Yeah. It falls, <laughs> and we're like, oh. yeah, it's really as, fun. As Darian's sitting on the ground, Lena goes up and sits next to him and says, um, "I'm sorry, I pushed you into that warehouse. I, not really good with people." No, she's not. Shh. <laughs> It's okay. I, I I understand. I just I want you guys to know that I'm I'm willing to change. Okay. Well. I want to do good. She extends a hand. She says, "You have my trust for now." Thanks. And he takes it. And he has really soft hands. It's like pathetic. He shakes them. Do you fight, Darian? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> oh yeah. You ran from the battle. No offense, I'm not trying to be mean. I know I come off as mean a lot, but... Well, so did you. Uh, huh. And she kind of, like, stops. She's got you there. She kind of stops and <laughs> smiles for a second and goes, I, I guess I did. Do you have a weapon? No, actually. Um, she says, here. And she pulls out the, um, the short sword that her dad used. She says, I kind of don't want it, but I'll, I'll let you borrow it for now. Kalemvor's yeah. short sword. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Bestows holy artifact to <laughs> someone you just didn't trust. Lena, Lena, doesn't, Lena doesn't want it. It stabbed her sister. Dad used it to stab her sister. That's true. Okay. He takes it. He's like, wow. I said, I'll borrow it. Thanks. I may want to sell it later, but okay. if it's okay with you. Is that no, yeah, awkward? I'm sorry. Am cool. I being awkward? I can't tell sometimes. No, I'm, I'm not attached to this sword. Okay. <laughs> He's trying really hard to alleviate the awkwardness. <laughs> okay, well, good talk. And she kind of just stands up. <laughs> okay, so you guys have 150 feet of rope with a loop on one end. <laughs> what would you like to do next? <laughs> so I'm going to give the loop to... Um, oh, I don't even remember what I named him. <laughs> Uh, Isn't I'm gonna it like give Pipsy. Pip Pipsy, that's it. Pipsy. <laughs> I'm gonna give uh, the rope to Pipsy. We say, okay, Pipsy, throw it over uh, that red railing on the other side. Hop up, come on. <laughs> He's such a good boy. So you guys travel out of the warehouse. You make your way over to those pillars. You wrap the rope around one end, and you watch Pipsy begin to fly. Now the weight of 150 feet of rope is a bit much for just a little owl. So let me look up the owl stats really quick, and I might have it roll strength. You got it, Pipsy. <laughs> so that, uh, it can make it the 100 feet with the rope. <laughs> just one moment. 
strength is only negative four. It's okay. Oh, great. All right, so let me roll for Pipsy. Pipsy. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. No, Pipsy. Oh, no. So with the modifier, Pipsy got a negative two. <laughs> so Pipsy begins to fly, and immediately she makes it about 35 feet out, but then the rest of the rope slides off the cliff, and now there's that that slack. And once that slack reaches it, the bottom of its curve, Pipsy immediately starts to get dragged out. Woo, 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 and you just see Pipsy. Woo, woo, woo. Oh dear. Well, Until its who's can't be heard anymore, and it just disappears oh, into, no. into the ground below, into the sea. Well, it's a good thing I'm desensitized <laughs> to animal loss right now, but that would be traumatizing. And your rope remains hanging over the edge. <laughs> I look at Cy and go, you had an idea? <laughs> well, I looked up the stats and it's not going to work. Oh. But, but I have another... Wait, what, what happened to Pipsy? Did it... Did... The rope dragged Pipsy down into the ocean. Okay. Oh, poor Pipsy. Lena starts, yeah. starts pulling up the rope to see if Pipsy's on the end still. Yeah. Gone but not forgotten, Pipsy. So you pull, 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 150 free of rope. And then at the end is Pipsy attached, drenched from the sea, but just goes, woo! Oh, Pipsy! Oh, Pipsy, Pipsy! I throw Pipsy back on my shoulder. All right, Pipsy, you're a bit useless, but you're fucking cute. <laughs> she shakes uh, and gets water all over you. Oh, cutie. <laughs> was it a strength? The strength modifier that was the problem? For the rope to put it across, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to cast enlarge on Pipsy. Hey! There it is! <laughs> yes! Yes, yes so what this does is it uh, doubles, <laughs> doubles Pipsy's size. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah, oh my. Okay, so yeah. All right. So and size is doubled. Weight is multiplied by eight. Advantage oh, on oh. strength. Yes! Oh my god, <laughs> Pipsy! <laughs> <laughs> so Pipsy grows on your shoulder until she starts to crush you. No, I fall over. Does Go! <laughs> <laughs> until poof, you are underneath Pipsy's talons, Thank and you. she grows bigger than you, almost to the size of Sai. <laughs> Wow, you're a mighty big friend. <laughs> Velvet's face is still on the ground. Thank you, sir. That was a good call. Pipsy hops off of you with a <laughs> and hits the ground and just nestles its giant furry face against you, Velvet, for a moment. Oh. Brings its head back up, grabs the rope, and flies back over. So God. let me roll that with advantage. God. Oh my god. Pipsy zooms over to the other pillar, <laughs> delicately drops it over so that the loop lands over that pole and flies back and lands, and you have a taut rope that expands the chasm. Hell yeah. How, yes. how long does your enlarge last kid, may I inquire? Uh, one minute. Okay, so Velvet only has a little bit. He's getting on Pepsi. <laughs> you losers can walk. Oh yeah, and he flies into the sky. You couldn't have brought okay. me with you? <laughs> It's too late. I mean, he yeah, he just... <laughs> you, we all know Velvet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, friends, let's go. And he kind of rubs his hands together, ready, getting ready to climb, uh, climb across the chasm with the, on the rope. Uh, I can go last in case for some reason something happens and I can try and hold the rope, I guess. I don't know. Bree, you ready? As ready as I'll ever be, I guess. 
Yeah, Velvet's just circling the rope just to make sure that nobody falls. Because if he falls, he's gonna try to swoop and grab him. But he's just he's just flying. Oh, right nice! Now. That's Enjoy a great it. idea. Yeah. 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 Great. So who's going first? I'll go first. Sai's going first. So I'll have you roll athletics for me. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Okay, what's my athletics? Has he done his stretches today, Kim? Oh, yes, he did. Well, he had a a difficult... And that was an 18, thank goodness. Yay. That's totally enough. Yes. You get on, the rope dips a bit from your weight, but you hang on tight. Too much ropes. (laughs) The rope seems strong. It won't let you go. And you begin climbing your way across. Yeah, kind of like a hand over hand, kind of pulling yeah. myself along. It's like a body yeah. shuffle. Lena's impressed. Yeah. Yeah, Lena's impressed by size athletics. <laughs> Velvet, roll perception for me. Okay. Oh no. Uh, that is an 11. 11. So you're watching Sai with good intent and he seems to be doing okay. Who's going next? I think Bree. Uh, Bree will. Bree. So Bree, just as you go to climb onto this rope, you hear a voice shout from behind you guys. Halt! You turn around. You see a halfling with this grisly blonde beard and long braided blonde hair looking at you guys. And he has a few other halflings with him that are in this light armor. And they all have bows and they're pulled back, ready to let fly um, at you. Lena whispers to Bree to keep uh, to keep going. And she walks up. She kind of gives Darian a look to kind of like have my back, man. And she walks up to the, the halflings. Brie, are you heading across? And Lena, you're going yeah, to Yeah, I'm going to nod to Lena in acknowledgement, and I'm going to start trying to climb and follow Sai. As you begin to climb, the man yells out, If you try to go across that rope, I'm going to let an arrow fly, and you're going to fall into the sea below. Do you understand? And he's direct. He's yelling right at you, Brie, as you placed your hand on the rope again. I take my hands off the rope, and... I put them up in acknowledgement that I'm not going to try to climb it again. Do they all have uh, bows, Avery? He has three companions that three. do, but on his back is a great axe. <laughs> and for a halfling, that's a big deal. Yeah, that is. Um, but he's brandishing a, a great axe on his back. Telepathically, Bree's going to say to him, we mean no harm. We were sent here to protect the shard. I think this is worth a conversation if you guys could join me in this house over here. <laughs> and size just like dangling from the rope going, yeah. which way do I go? <laughs> so Sai, you're stuck in the middle of the rope. Lena, Darian, and Bree, you're on land. And Velvet, you didn't notice, but behind you, there are two hippogriffs flying mm. and halflings are riding them and they're circling you now. They're not going, they're not attacking. They're just circling you. Yeah, he's 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 gonna turn and face them and just like hold out his rapier, trying to look as intimidating as he possibly can, riding an owl. Bree looks at them and telepathically asks, "How do we know we can trust you?" Because my name is Corius, leader of the Grass Prairies. Ask him if he has any black garden. <laughs> Soon to be leader of Losherton. Mm. Oh. Ah. Our city's been through a lot, and you guys are clearly outsiders. I just want to have a conversation to see why you're here. So no one's protecting the Shard right now? I had my scouts watching the castle. We know there are a group of individuals inside, but we haven't seen any movement. Till we saw you. Mm-hmm. Are you with them? And Darian's clearly wearing <laughs> robes uh, um, <laughs> that look culty. <laughs> Bree looks at him and said, no, we're not with them. 
our traveling companion over here uh, used to be a member of their group, but has turned away from them and has decided to help yeah, us. Yeah, he's been helping us. We can trust him. Yeah, I've been helping them. Please trust me. <laughs> he's the only reason why we found out about their plans and came here to help. Well, I mean, we helped too, but yes. The shard has been secondary in importance compared to the war that's going on. Mm. I figured if we just keep an eye on their movement, it's of little concern to me until we see it. Okay. In the meantime, Sai's coming back on the... Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just tired of hanging there. Yeah, no problem. And uh, you successfully do. I won't have okay. you roll again. Thank <laughs> You're you. just hanging across a chasm above the ocean. <laughs> Fuck. Velvet, you hear um, Pipsy go, Ooh. Ooh. And it suddenly shrinks back to being small. Oh, no. And oh, you no. begin plummeting down. Oh, is, he, is he within um, uh, 30 feet of me? No. Oh, no. Uh, hold on. Is he... Well, Eric, it's been fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Since nobody's shouted at anything, I'll assume nobody has anything up their sleeve. So the hippogriff suddenly swoops down and catches you, uh, Velvet, in the air and is holding you in both of its front claws. Oh. Thank you, Hippogriff. I don't have to use up a spell slot. <laughs> <laughs> they fly down and they drop you, Velvet, with the rest of your group. Oh, God. I look at Pipsy. Fucking, you know what? That's your second strike today, Pipsy. <laughs> <laughs> he only lives for 24 hours. Come on, give him a break. Chorus begins walking toward the nearest house and he opens the door and he says, will you please join me? Lena just nods. All right. And starts going Fine. in. Fine. Yeah, Velvet Ray rolls his eyes her. and just talks under his breath the whole time. Fucking half-layer bullshit. Sigh, Okay. So, you guys enter into this house. It's just someone's random house. He's just using it for shelter for now. He lights up a couple of the torches on the walls and a candle, and he gestures for you guys to sit down around a dinner table. And Sigh does. Bri will take a seat. Velvet's gonna do it, but throw his feet up like a boss. Lena's like, I prefer to stand. He, nod, he nods to you with respect. He looks to the group and he says, So please tell me again, what is your business in Losherton? Lena looks to Sai. He seems to be the best talker in the group. <laughs> <laughs> we are here because we were sent here to protect the shards. Why do the shards need protecting? Our kingdom has protected them for thousands of years, according to my knowledge. Yeah, well, that's what the Biden's people thought, too, and look what happened to them. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Isenport. Both of them. Dead. Yeah, like well, we said, there was a kind of. there was an attack, like I said before. Yes. And the shard was stolen an from Isenport. And it was stolen it was. by a rather tall woman, um, very evil-looking. Very fashionable, though. Like, my mm. God. This is, this is news to him. His eyes widen, and he, he looks concerned and intent on listening. And further. Avery, which one of the kings died? Which one did she rip in half? The one from Biden's, right? The one from Biden's, yeah. yeah. And she's, Lena says, yeah, and, and uh, the king of Biden's didn't make it. I'm sorry for the loss. It's not the only king or queen that died recently then. Right. Right. I'm sorry for your loss. Yes. Our, our queen died just two days ago. Two before days Before the meeting ago. where the next ruler of Losherton was supposed to be announced, but... And he's very angry with that fact. But that doesn't matter for now. That's to be you. Is that correct? I believe so. Mm -hmm. You see, Queen Orifira does not have any kin, and she was getting very old. So she was to choose out of the leaders of the area who was supposed to be the next ruler of Losherton. It was either me, Chorus of the Grass Prairies, or that shit-stained Anhorn. 
so tell us more about this uh, this war that it, that we see raging on out there. Is this between the two lands? The farm prairies turned against us and attacked us. The queen's funeral occurred the next day, and we were supposed to send her off to sea and burn the boat on its way out. But something happened, and I swear those archers from the farm prairies, they turned their fire arrows toward us and let them fly. They picked this fight with us and with the tensions between us for all the years. It was just the final act that just set everything off. A fight broke out between us, which turned quickly into a battle and now a war. I think Anhorn planned this. He probably feared that he wouldn't win, he wouldn't be chosen, so he killed her before she could announce her choice and turned against us to take the throne by force. Oh, you, you think he killed her? I know he did. Oh. Well, how, how, do you know, how do you know? Just because you don't trust him, or? He pauses for a moment, just staring at you with squinted eyes. And Sai squints back. <laughs> He, <laughs> because he was the second last person to intimately see the queen alive. Who was the last? <laughs> yes. Uh, her, her most trusted servant, Candos. Oh, yeah. I'm going to call that one there. <laughs> Velvet looks at the group. <laughs> With all due respect, could, could we get to the castle? Our job is to make sure the, the shard is safe. Mm -hmm. And uh, it doesn't seem like we can really do anything to help with your battle. Though you seem very capable. Oh, you could. You, you could help us defeat uh, the farm prairies and and allow me to take the, the crown. Bree looks Ooh. at him and telepathically says, we have very good information that the people in that castle want to take the shard. It's not going to do you much good to be the ruler of Losherton if you don't have the shard. Uh -huh. Let us do what we were sent here to do. And you know what happened to the last king who had a thing? All I'm saying is if you don't want to get ripped in half, it's in your best interest to help us. If you want to preserve Losherton, I suggest that you let us get to the shard. Bree and Sai. Both of you roll persuasion for me. Okay. He doesn't take you as seriously, Velvet. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not even looking at him, so that makes sense. <laughs> That's a 13. I got a 16. He begins to stroke his beard as the classic cliche goes. <laughs> Fine. I'm not sure what that group in the castle is intending to do with the shard, but it can't be anything good. I'm not sure, but I saw them at the funeral too. It was strange. I don't know what they were doing there. You couldn't see what they were doing at the funeral? Uh, they... They, were, they were servants. servants. They, they, were, they were serving food and drink to everyone. I bet you they were serving the wine. Yes, did they? Did you drink wine? Well, yes, it was a funeral. Oh. I kind okay, of blacked friend. out after that. I'm yeah. sure you did. 12 yeah. hours. Yep, and then a war started, didn't it? Bree looks yeah. at him yeah. and telepathically says, the cult is tampered with the wine. Mm -hmm. It yeah, causes up, a lot of anger and rage. Yeah. In the people who drink it. You were cursed, so... Uh, you got duped. Mm -hmm. Yes. Bamboozled. Uh, uh, I don't know. Trust us. Uh, we, we had a friend who was cursed by this wine, and... Corius this... doesn't get bamboozled, you mm. know? That's what that's what it, our friend said. <laughs> he it says doesn't Corius matter. This wine is so powerful, it will overtake you no matter how strong you are. Trust me. I will help you get to the castle. I will allow you guys to ride a few of our hippogriffs over. Thank you. 
Okay, excellent. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but when you return, if you have the shard, you will give it to me so that I may take the throne. Because I figure he who has the shard holds the conch. <laughs> let's, Velvet, like, let's, let's get to that later. <laughs> yeah. um, Velvet honestly pulls out a quill really fast and writes that down. He has the shard. Hold, oh, that's good. That's really good. Cool. And he just pockets it for later. Lena stands up and says, Well, good luck with your battle. I can tell that you're a mighty warrior. And she looks at the axe. She's like, Nice axe. She's not trying to flirt with him. Thank She's you. just saying that because she appreciates the axe. I have to say that. Yeah. He nods to you again out of respect. You are clearly the strongest in the room. Yeah, I would say so. Velvet goes, ah! <laughs> and like puts his hand to his chest. <laughs> <laughs> are we at an accord, though? I lend you three hippogriffs. You give me the shard. Okay. Yeah, sure. That's fine. <laughs> and Sai looks over at Lena and Velvet, kind of like, what are you promising them? Velvet and- just looks at Sai for like a second and then like doesn't doesn't wink or anything like that. Does not like n- not trying to be suspicious, just makes eye contact and just looks away like, I know what you're thinking. And I just turn and, and like look away from mm-hmm. him. Bree looks at him and says, you know, uh, and says, if we can trust that you will be a fair ruler we will talk after we get the shard <laughs> we are in agreement, and he claps his hands together in front of him now i will bring the hippogriffs to you you may ride them over and they will return to me after so once you're on that castle there's no turning back until you've succeeded or died oh we won't oh. die in that in that moment, Velvet like rips a piece of parchment out and hands it to him and goes, And for all your other world saving inquiries, please rich Velvet and the Finer th- and the Fighter Things Club. There you go. And it just got like our name on it and it just says like call for assistance, but you can't like just like literally call. Like, hey, help. Um, <laughs> you can call. Um, I mean there's a spell called message where you can send like up to twenty words to anyone in your plane, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it just says use message. <laughs> <laughs> do I look like I know how to s- cast spells? No, but you'll find someone. Don't worry. We're just trying to do And he crumples things. it up and throws it on the ground. You know, <laughs> Velvet just stands up, fl- flips his chair and leaves and goes, fucking son of a bitch. And just kicks the door open and just starts walking <laughs> Yeah, let's, walking let's just get to these hippogriffs. And and Cy walks up to, um, what's his name? Clorius? Clorius. Clorius. Clitorius? No. New name. Yep. And, uh, and he says to him, he said, well, you know, I, I noticed that you have a spellcaster in town. Yes. Correct? Probably on the battlefield. Hmm. It might be a good idea to ask if the person has a spell called remove curse. Trust me on this. I could have a conversation with her. Good. Good. You should. I'll be honest, though. I think we're all okay. We, there was the brief moment of about... 18 hours where everybody blacked out but after that we we have clear heads and we we are out for blood <laughs> velvet laughs through the door hearing that <laughs> Lena, Lena nods in understanding <laughs> and he nods back <laughs> he's like i have so much respect mm, for you. you might want to think about that statement <laughs> <laughs> right all right and he good talk and then he kind of pats him on the shoulder and heads back yeah. to their party <laughs> never lay your hand on me Again. And he leaves. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. 
<laughs> so he, he leaves and he's going to grab the hippogriffs. Um, if there's anything you guys want to chat about before they arrive, um, please feel free to do so now. Otherwise, we'll just Lena forward. turns to is it Darian and says, we really need to change your clothes. Does yes. anybody have an extra pair of pants? Uh, I, I can, I'll, I'll go without the shirt, I guess. Is he like, <laughs> like I picture him like super gangly. He's he has a really round head and he's very thin. Great. Because <laughs> yeah, his face is kind of pressed in like a pug. Oh right. Aww. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so you can hear him breathing if he's near here. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. He's a mouth breather. <laughs> we we picked up a really good solid NPC friends. Um, <laughs> hey. No, he's nice. Well, we need a plan. Okay. Uh, Darian. What do you know about the the cults, uh, cult members? Um, what do they? Uh, is what's the structure like? Is there they're a leader? Um, do they tend to work in groups or alone? We're one group. We're mm. we're one group of multiple groups that are kind of across the country. Our leader is named Asterius, hmm. and he's a real mean, really scary dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he can cast. He can. He casts most of our rituals. He can kind of summon demons if he wants to. He's, he's a pretty powerful guy. Ooh. Gotta say. Ooh. Was that the dude okay. in the projection? Yep. Ah. Okay. Yeah, he did look pretty fucking scary. Darian, yes, how would you did. go about yes, us doing this, knowing the cultists? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, their plan was thrown into a loop as well with all of this, so I'm not sure exactly what they'd be doing in the castle at this point, except trying to find the shard. Hmm. Okay, so we just need to go in and get the shard, is our plan. Is there anything else that we should know about their defenses, or you said that, that uh, Asterius is a spellcaster? Uh, Asterius has the ability to summon demons, but I haven't seen him do too much other magic. It's kind of strange. And what of the other cultists? Do they have any special powers, skills, or... They... No, they're just guys like me. Oh, right. Velvet's hopped on the hippogriff and yeah. says, are we doing this after, thing yeah, or after what? after hearing your guys like him, Lena's like, oh yeah, we're fine. <laughs> no offense, Darius. Yeah, yeah, we're, <laughs> Don't worry, they're all suckers. Not you, Darius. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, no, you didn't mean that. I mean, you are a valuable member of this group. <laughs> it's okay, I decided ten minutes ago just to have thicker skin and smile through it all. Lena holds up for a high five, she's like, that I can get behind. Push it down, man. Push it down. Way down. He like a limp noodle high fives your hand and it feels really unsatisfactory. Okay. God, right. Daria, make a fucking choice, Velvet says. So you guys get on to your hippogriffs. We have two hippogriffs? You have three. Oh, we have three. Oh, shit. Okay. Darian turns to you, Brady. He says, can I ride with you? Uh, Brady kind of looks at him and says um i i guess so great and he gets on (laughs) and she kind of um tries to inch forward a little bit so there's not too much contact between her and darian he inches forward oh no (laughs) (laughs) she just her, her back just kind of stiffens up does 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 lena see this that Bree's super uncomfortable roll perception because she can tell she's uncomfortable around dudes. 16. Yes. Hey, Darian, why don't you come ride with me? Okay. Yeah, it's something, something I want to uh, talk, I just want to ask you, t- uh, tell you about the short sword. Yeah, that's it. Sign, let's go while they talk about phallic things like swords. <laughs> he, like, taps on the hippogriff's butt. Come on, Sign, let's go. <laughs> and then your hippogriff takes off immediately. Sign <laughs> does, like, a little run and hop onto the hippogriff. 
as it's like galloping, ready to take off the cliffside, you just hop on and catch yes, it. Just and barely. Poof, take off. Yeah, Velvet was not waiting. Yeah. It's like jumping onto a jet ski going yeah. by. You just managed to straddle it. Grab it onto Velvet for yeah. dear life. Oh, and your rope is just left across the chasm. I love it. We really should have got our rope, idea. guys. But we, we, we might need you can still grab route. it. You're still on the other side. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you know, we, can, we can you do can like a little swing. swing and you chop can... it and then just <laughs> collect it. All right. So you guys begin flying on the hippogriffs. The hippogriffs don't. You don't seem to be able to control them necessarily. They kind of fly of their own accord, and they bring you all the way to the top of the castle, the highest point. There's a balcony attached to a tower, and they land on that. So you guys are now at the top of the castle. I think I'd like to keep one of these hippogriffs. They're handy. Sneaking in might be hard, though. They they don't seem to be very stealthy. Mm. And all three of them begin to run, and they take off. <laughs> well, oh, well, there it goes. Oh, and there we are. Okay. Oh, okay. And we have the rope. Um, <laughs> can I... We're at the... Sorry, Reese, we're at the top of the castle? You are at the top of the Ooh. castle. So that sort of central, right. very big tower. Uh, imagine there's a balcony on there. That's gotcha. where you guys are starting. Okay. And and at this point, there's just one entrance, basically, on this balcony. Right. Yep. Okay. I'm going to throw my ear to the door, because uh, I assume... Is it a door that it borders the balcony, or does it go right in? Yes, it's actually a large, ornate door. It's very beautiful craftsmanship. And it has um, this image of a woman kneeling and praying on it. Um, you you press your ear to the door, and there's nothing on the other side. I won't even have you roll perception. I don't hear anything. <laughs> okay, and and looking over the balcony, Sai kind of like quickly looks looks over the balcony. Can we can uh, he see any like cultist walking around in that courtyard or anything? No. Okay, so chances are they're all inside, mm-hmm. and he conveys that to the others. Great. Okay, <laughs> Velvet goes. All right, everyone, sneaky style. Here we go. And he just gently pushed the door open. <laughs> I won't even add it in post. I'll just roll with your sound. No. <laughs> You're so talented. Thank you. I also do bar mitzvahs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Looking to immerse your players with some quality ambience? Then check out the YouTube channel Sword Coast Soundscapes, where they have over 100 different ambient soundscapes, some of which you can hear in this podcast. Or, if you're looking for some music to set the tone of that fantasy capital, or raise the stakes of combat, consider supporting Will Savino's Patreon named Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new tracks for your tabletop games. Hey there, thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. 
Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.